What's good, everybody? You already know. Welcome back. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Be Strong, Stay Strong podcast. Actually, welcome back to a special episode. This is going to be episode 76, um, the first ever dedicated video game review. And there's no better way, no better game to start my review series than the recently released Spider-Man 2. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Look, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't had the chance to play it, if you still got a PS4, if you got a PC or Xbox or whatever, and you don't got access to a PS5, you are not doing yourself any favors. This game was well worth the five-year wait. <laughs> oh man, I have, look, at the time of this recording, it is actually Monday, um, October 23rd. The game came out Friday the 20th. And I, Thursday night, you know, I was out with some friends, hung out, had a good time. As soon as the Thursday night hit, I already had the game pre-downloaded, pre-ordered. Got home, started playing it. I didn't, I didn't even get to bed till like 3 o'clock in the morning, I think. It started off guns blazing, one of the best intros to any game, period, let alone a Spider-Man game. It still is like, <laughs> it's just, it just started off. You know, hot even more so than the previous one. You know, the first one, um, you know, had the one with Kingpin in it. Uh, you know, take it down, Kingpin. This one was a little bit different, and it it was just hot the entire time. And I, I just cannot stop myself from playing it. I was so glad that um, I worked from home on Friday. I was playing a little bit during work. Don't tell my boss. <laughs> um, and then you know, when when you know, I was done working on Friday, got my haircut. Just to kind of take care of myself, went to the gym, <laughs> just to take care of my body. But after that, it was all Spider-Man, and I played that all Friday. And by Saturday midnight, I was done. <laughs> I beat the game. <laughs> and as of today, I completely want. As of Sunday, I 100%ed the game itself, completing all the side quests and abilities and everything. And then, as of today, Monday. Um, I 100%ed all the trophies. So yeah, I played, I got my full feel of Spider-Man, and I'm ready to talk about it. And for the sake of the sake of you all, I still have some compassion. I'm going to give you all a week before it comes out. Before, you know, I, I'll give you all, you know, a full week after it's released before I uh, talk about my review. But yes, if you didn't already know, spoilers will be discussed. Heavy spoilers. I'm going to give you my full in-depth thoughts and opinions on it and let you know you know what i liked and what i thought could be improved on and what i think could be done for the future of the franchise because spoiler alert um there's gonna be a third game in it off on a pretty predictable cliffhanger i would have been satisfied if the game well if this would have been the ending of the series I would have been satisfied if they just kept it at two games. Um, but at the same time, no, nah, I need more Spider-Man. <laughs> this further just reinvigorated my love for Spider-Man. So much so that I actually went out, specifically Miles Morales. I actually went out uh, yesterday, Sunday, and dropped like almost $150 on comic books. Uh, just to learn, to, just to read up on the... Miles Morales storyline, and yeah, that's gonna be a topic for another day. I started collecting, po- uh, ep- uh, sorry, I started collecting comic books 
a little bit last year, but then, you know, I was still living in Indiana at the time. Um, I was beating up on Miles the Clone Saga. I kind of just jumped right into it because with comic books, you know, they're just everywhere. So, fell off from that, you know, moved to Chicago, had the jobs, uh, you know, whole year's been a blur. But now, I'm getting back into the, um, you know, comic book collection and stuff. And, you know, learning more about that, st- you know, learning more about my boy Spider-Man amongst other heroes. But yes, we're not here to talk about the comic books. We're here to talk about the video game. So where do I even start? Well, if you don't already tell, if you can't already tell by my tone of my voice and excitement, the game was beautiful. Almost perfect. Near perfect. You know, people are loving it. I'm just seeing now that it sold like 2.5 million copies within the first 24 hours. And it's got like, it's the highest rated Spider-Man game out there, I believe. It's one of the, yeah, it's the highest rated Spider-Man game. And it's like the top three highest rated superhero games out there right now. Second to the Batman Arkham series, which is whatever. Um, I think this is personally better than Batman um, because it has the elements of Batman while honestly being more fun and engaging. And, you know, Batman was cool during his time, especially Arkham City. But I think it aged out. You know, Spider-Man really, really, you know, showed the power of the new generation or the, I guess the current generation of consoles now the PS5 and you know while I'll admit the game did crash on me a couple times it wasn't a big deal the PlayStation Super you know with this SSD you know when it crashed I literally clicked two buttons and I was back to where I started within less than a minute <laughs> maybe even 30 seconds so wasn't a big deal you know it did a good job saving it never it never crashed on me um during missions and stuff it was always at the weird moment so um, you know, I get it. Early first release of when a couple patches come in, come through, and everything's um settled down, the game would definitely run smoothly. So if you're all hesitant on that, don't worry too much about the you know crashes and stuff. It didn't really ha- hit me. Um, didn't really encounter any glitches. Not many. There was like a couple ones, mainly with the textures, because when you pre-download the um, when you pre-order the game, you get access to a fancy new um, two new outfits for Miles and Peter both of which have capes so when I was in a cutscene with Peter wearing the, the caped outfit the cape was like you could tell the cape wasn't made for the cutscene um, it was like his arms was like phasing through it and it kind of got stuck on him and it was kind of weird looking so um, I just didn't use that outfit the rest of the game personally because you know there's plenty and plenty of outfits to cycle through throughout the game so why limit yourself to just one after all anyway so um, especially for cutscenes so yeah so that was just, you know, as far as technicality-wise, you know, it could have been, you know, it could see some improvement, but nothing groundbreaking, nothing game-breaking at all. Um, you can get over it. Like I say, you can get back right back into the game, right where you left off within 30 seconds of it messing up. So, um, but yeah. If for the, you know, I guess if you all don't know, I will be referencing, you know, the previous releases as well. So the Spider-Man 2018 game that came out. The Miles Morales, so no, the Spider-Man DLC as well, and then the Miles Morales um, standalone game that I actually had played right before this release to kind of get myself in the Spider-Man move, and it's good to see because Miles Morales is the first PS5 game that I played, and it was very, you know, you could tell that, you know, they just built upon that for this title, this release. It's crazy to think that game came out three years ago. Time is flying, but yeah. 
uh, just built upon that release uh, and added new elements. So the move sets were great. Um, a lot of Miles's abilities from the Miles Morales standalone were still there, but they also added new ones. So like upgraded abilities. Um, he was able to attain through his battles with Mr. Negative. So I like that, you know, Mr. Negative had a indirect impact on the development of Miles and Peter. As far as the moves go. Um, you know, the web gliding is a thing. And it was pretty, pretty fun. Um, I would use that a lot. Help traverse the city more. Uh, a lot quicker. Just a lot more fluid. It wasn't, you know, wasn't clunky at all. I really, really liked the web wings and how they, you know, you were able to use the jet streams to quickly glide, glide through the city and you know if you're you know if you're cold with it i can i can only imagine how people would be doing on like the internet where they'd be releasing like swing compilations and you know mixing in the swinging with the webs uh wings with the fighting mechanics as well so i could tell it was made to all kind of blend together and really you know hop back and forth between the three so that was really great the story was perfect as well um Almost perfect, I could just say. There was a couple things that I like to see in uh, different about it. So, for those of you who don't know, the story pretty much follows as what the trailers highlighted. Um, Craven the Hunter is going to be one of the main villains in the game. He's going to be like the catalyst. Uh, not the main, main villain, but um, the one who kind of sets everything off. And he does serve as the main villain for like a large portion of this game. Um, he's um, hunting... He's trying to find his worth, his equal, his a worthy opponent to essentially take him out the game because he's at the end of his life for some reason and is ready to go out guns, you know, in the blades of glory. So he's uh, couldn't find what he was looking for over in Russia, so he comes over to New York of all places and essentially starts hunting down the villains, man. Um, he in the beginning he starts he's hunting Sandman of all people, uh, so the game starts off. Guns blazing with the Sandman boss battle between Miles and Peter, and that was really great. And then come to find out, he was running from someone, the hunters that were hunting him down. Why uh, Craven wants to fight Sandman, I don't know. How does he think about? How does he expect to kill Sandman? I don't know. But <laughs> Craven was doing that. Um, I will say that once you beat Sandman, there's just like a little mini Sandman side quest where you just collect some stuff. You go to different, you know, parts around the city and, you know, collect his memories per se. And figure out, like, put the pieces together why he was, you know, going berserk. Because he was supposed to be, like, retired and stuff, you know, no longer fighting crime. No longer committing crime, just want to spend time with his daughter. But, um, you know, his motives were valid, I guess. The hunters apparently had taken his daughter or something like that. And, you know, he went he went crazy trying to look for her. And he lost his mind in the process. But then, so that starts the whole game off. And, you know, the city, uh, New York is, like, destroyed. And there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, they discover who the hunters are. And, yeah, it pretty much comes in quick. And then you find out that... Um, Craven, you know, is gonna plans on kidnapping villains, so he kidnaps Scorpion and Mr. Negative. And as far as Mr. Negative goes, um, him and Miles, you know, had a lot of, you know, were pretty much connected throughout this whole story because, you know, in the first game, Mr. Negative is responsible for Miles Morales' father's death, uh, Je- uh, Jefferson Davis. Uh, and so, of course, Miles never really let that go. And 
Of course, you always knew Mr. Negative is locked up, but now that Craven had kidnapped him, um, Miles, that's all Miles could think about was just, you know, uh, taking, you know, take, I guess taking revenge or just getting, finding Martin Lee, essentially. Never really explained what he was going to do when he found him, but he just wanted to find him. Um, and of course, Peter was trying to, you know, obviously find Scorpion and, you know, fix, stop Craven from kidnapping more people. Uh, you know, Craven doesn't stop. Um, and one thing that I liked about Craven was that, yeah, he definitely was a serious villain. They showed that by in the beginning by him essentially killing Scorpion uh, easily, which was crazy. But yeah, he easily killed Scorpion. Come to find out later in the game that he killed. He had hunted and killed Vulture, hunted and killed Electro, and hunted and killed Shocker. All off screen, which is kind of disappointing. That was one of my uh, improvements or I guess my cons about the game that I'll explain later. But yeah, he was just, he was not to be played with. And he didn't want to hunt Peter for some reason. Like he, I, I don't know if he knew about Spider-Man or not. But like, you know, when they caught up and they started like fighting, you know, when they, when Peter finally confronted him. Craven was just like, nah, I don't want you. I want Dr. Connors. And kind of like this. <laughs> he walked through Peter. He stabbed him in like one move. And then was like, all right, where the other guy at? I want Connors. Because I think that's what, yeah, if I remember correctly, I have blue through the game. Yeah. Craven's next target was Dr. Connors. And yeah, they knew about that. And of course, Dr. Connors was the lizard. And Craven was like, okay, hey, maybe I can hunt an actual beast. And, you know, finally achieve that death that he wanted so badly, right? Um, but yeah, Craven was not to be played around with. He was actually intimidating and crazy to fight. Really, really fun as well. The hunters were cool, but they were like those weird. They were just like kind of you know henchmen, typical henchmen. They're supposed to be supposed supposedly highly advanced, highly trained, and which they were. The fights in the game were definitely um, challenging. They were not easy. I died a couple. <laughs> I died a nice handful of times, and I played on normal difficulty. When I first played my games, I don't go straight to hard. I just want to kind of see how the games is. I had a base level, and even at like you know the regular difficulty, it was pretty challenging at times. I had to really watch myself. Um, you can dodge a lot as well, but they uh, they included a parry system where certain abilities you can't necessarily um, block or just hit you know if you take that if you don't dodge it or parry it you're gonna get some significant damage and later in the game they even included abilities where you couldn't or they included attacks where you couldn't dodge all together you actually had to parry it oh no you couldn't even parry it you actually had to dodge all together so really really you know it built upon the fighting mechanics peter had his um i guess spider arms and Miles had his Venom strikes, so they included like more special attacks as well. They significantly reduced the gadgetry that you can use, so they limited to just four items, which is cool. They kept it simple. You know, you had the four uh, special abilities with either your Venom powers or your arms or even your symbiote powers, and then you had the four gadgets, so you can mix and match throughout the battle. And as I've improved later on in the game, unlocked more abilities, leveled up. It became much more fluid and stuff. In the beginning, it's a little, you know, clunky because it's like you're learning a new fight style. You're learning how to pair which abilities with which attacks. Um, and essentially, you know, figure out the most effective way to fight. Outside of that, the fighting itself was basically the same as, like, the first two games. Like, the you know, the Miles game and the uh, first Spider-Man game. 
But nothing really wrong with that because it was nothing really, you know, it was actually a really good fighting system as it was. I just actually like that they included the parry system because when you got overwhelmed, you could actually, you know, parrying was not that difficult, actually. You could actually, you know, pretty much block almost every move out there aside from bullets, of course. <laughs> I had saw somebody who act, who was looking that up on Twitter was like, hey, can you, can you parry bullets? And they found out the hard way. So, yeah, that was good. The story was nice. It started off with Peter, you know, really just trying to find balance between, you know, being Spider-Man to being Peter Parker. He was conflicted. They talked about the theme of balance. Uh, shout out to that Aunt May flashback. Um, there was a lot of flashbacks in this game as well with Peter being younger because mainly main reason is they included, you know, Harry Osborn in this game. Harry Osborn was a big part of it as well. Harry's, you know, uh, Peter's closest friend. Um... The slow parts of the game, you know, where you had to, like, you know, go into flashbacks and stuff, they weren't a big deal. They were okay. I didn't mind them, but for me, I like the action. I don't like slowing down. I want to fight some people and stuff, but I get the reason why they did it for, you know, uh, exposition and stuff to really build up the characters. But, yeah, Peter's, uh, sorry, Harry's dying from this mysterious illness that his mom had, and the only thing keeping him alive was the symbiote suit. Um, but they didn't know that it was like an alien at the time. They just knew like, oh, you know, come to find out that, you know, Harry's been feeling perfect. Not a problem at all. Um, and he actually, so he actually saved the day for Peter one time. So, you know, there, uh, the hunters were attacking, um, they were attacking Coney Island actually in a, in a mission because they were actually looking out for Tombstone. So, Craven was trying to hunt Tombstone, and I'm glad how they brought him back. Tombstone was just a reformed guy who was just trying to live a normal life, so he was working as a mechanic at Coney Island, um, and, you know, just minding his business, and, of course, you know, they come and destroy everything, and uh, while Peter, you know, Miles isn't available, but Peter was trying to save the day by himself, and he can't, and then all of a sudden, Harry Osborn came out with the Venom symbiote, you know, and saves the day, and that's when they both find out that, you know, Peter is Spider-Man, and Harry has the symbiote suit, which is, you know, really, really great, I like how they wrote that out, but then later in the game, you know, Tombstone gets captured at the, at the battle, and they go to save him, and Harry comes, and comes in like Age of Venom, like the Age of Venom suit, which is crazy, um, I'm surprised they didn't have that as like unlockable outfit at the end, I'm kind of disappointed by that, but yeah, so like, they brought like a lot of little nods, and References to other Spider-Man storylines. I know they can't do everything, but yeah, they had so essentially you had like a whole buddy buddy mission with Harry trying to save um, Tombstone, and he's you know essentially Age of Venom. They didn't call him that at the time, but you know he. If you all know who Age of Venom looks like, that's you know how he looks. That you would know that's Age of Venom. So that was I actually really appreciated that. Um, Harry's just really trying to like live up to his mother's legacy, his wishes. And her wishes and to heal the world from all diseases and all things. He started this foundation to kind of help achieve that. And of course uh, includes um, Peter on board. And you know of course you think everything's going to be all fine and dandy. And that Peter finally has a job he's looking for. But he can actually you know create change that's outside of Spider-Man. And of course the hunters destroy it all because... Dr. Connors works there, and they're looking for Dr. Connors, and blah, 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 so yeah, there goes that, um, it sucks, because it's like that, there's like a whole different building, like, 
similar to like the feast building where it's like a you know you can kind of go to and see but it got destroyed like almost right away so that was one thing about the game that i was like all right now like why does everything have to get destroyed completely and you can't even use it no more like that would have been a nice like a hangout hub for peter where he could like work and like live a civilian life like outside like eat like free roam or something like that or just something to do outside of just fighting and swinging all day he could just like go to a hub and can't even do that but not a big deal but that i'll get further into that uh for my recommendations for the next game but yeah um and keep in mind i'm talking mostly about peter and harry because miles really takes second place to his storyline he's kind of there as like a supporting character still so i would say that as far as improvement goes they can definitely you know make him more of the forefront because all miles really had to do had to contribute to the story was his obsession with martin b but outside of that outside of him outside of that and just helping peter out that was pretty much that but keep in mind when i told you that when harry came into play and started helping peter out he stopped seeing miles and talking to him as much which was you know of course a focus on the story as well you know revolving around peter's selfishness and um you know obsession with helping everyone else and looking past those who support him and stuff him with miles and mj included but yeah um even still with the uh, i like to play as you know miles and peter but i especially like to play as miles during the free roam segments and yeah definitely good to see his character development he had a lot of good side quests and stuff too he had like a side mission with mysterio as well mysterio is also like a reformed villain trying to you know do good in the world but there's a whole plot line with that going on like those missions as well but like a lot of miles and stuff was kind of you know put to the back burner and just like side quest related you know his development and building his relationship with Haley, who i really like as a character him and Haley's relationship is like one of my favorite parts just just emotionally speaking because it's like i'm glad to see you know Haley was introduced in the miles morales uh standalone game she's a I believe she's deaf, but I don't know if she's mute as well, but she's definitely deaf. And, you know, they do a really good job with the ASL. And there's even, like, a Haley side mission. One Haley side mission where you play as her and you can actually, like, you can't hear much outside in the world. So you kind of live, live uh, walk through the world, walk through the game in her eyes. And it was cute because, like, you could see a lot of her. Like, she saw the world, like, funny characters and emojis to express people's frustration or emotions and stuff so that was really cool and you know she's an artist and the city was really really beautiful and perfect you know she's an artist trying to you know become successful and stuff and you know you see does a lot of work outside the game and it kind of you know more personally speaking it makes me it makes me want to move to new york and get involved with stuff like that like art history music and stuff like that because the area of Harlem and Brooklyn and all that is just a fun place. It sounds like a fun place to be. And, you know, it makes me want to go to, like, Brooklyn Visions and stuff like that as well. But, yeah. Come to think of it, Brooklyn Visions is where, you know, Genki, Miles, and Haley all go to school. But then we all know that they all live in Harlem. And if you have, if you know, if you play the game and the map, they're literally two different points of the map. Um, South Brooklyn is the bottom tip of the map 
and then Harlem is the very northern part of the map. So that's crazy to think that those kids are making that commute every day to school and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just a, I'm getting sidetracked. But yeah, Haley and Miles' relationship to being developed over the game, I really really enjoy it. I enjoy Miles's secondary characters with Genki, his mom, and Haley, of course. Even a lot of the characters from the Miles Morales standalone game were came back, like Teos from the Bodega, Gloria from Feast, Camila from the store, and then Caleb from the um, from the uh, haircut, the barbershop and stuff. So a lot of those characters made some appearances as well, and it was just you know it was normal, you know, just you know living everyday Harlem life, having events and stuff like that as well too. So I really really enjoyed it. Um, they talk about Miles' mom trying to move on from her husband, you know, trying to, you know, live life and start dating again. So there's a special cameo at the end of the game for that. Um, I had to look up who the cameo was because I didn't know at first. But, yeah, let's just say they're further building up the Spider-Man um, family. Speaking of which, there's even a Spider-Verse nod. Um, there's a side quest. We got to collect these Spider-Bots, mysterious Spider-Bots. And they're all cute. They're all like different costumes of Spider-Man or different characters of Spider-Man characters throughout the time. And um, at the end of it, you meet, you know, depending on who you play as. I, I, I'm i glad I played as Miles when I completed it because you complete some some side quests can be completed with either Miles or Peter. And I completed this with Miles. And it is because considering that Spider-Verse came out earlier this year, um, when you complete the task... Um, Miles goes to this location and then the Spider-Verse portal thing opens up with like the hexagons and stuff and he's talking to this weird character and then she makes a reference to Miguel like oh don't tell Miguel about this or something like that and he's like who's Miguel and boom 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 so yeah that was pretty funny I like that nod I'm pretty sure it was like a last minute addition I don't know how long they had that planned um, ahead of time because like I said those things were pretty much throughout the city I doubt they included that last minute but if they did impressive on Insomniac um, but yeah, side missions were great. I wish they had more, to be honest. Um, I felt like the side missions, the side quest stories, and the first one were a little bit more fulfilling. I don't know why, but um, there were some, you know, not to mention, not to say that the ones in this one weren't great, but I just feel like I guess they focused more. I don't know what the criticism people had with the first game, I guess. From what I've gathered, people didn't like that many side quests, but I personally did. So a lot of my critiques about the game were probably what people wanted that I think about it. Um, but what I can say that a lot of people did not want, as a collective, me included, and what Insomnia gave us, is <laughs> like the talk of the town, which is Mary Welcome Down Watson. Why do I call it Welcome Down? Because not only did they give us a lot more Mary Jane missions this time around. I think like four or five of them. But they gave her a gun. <laughs> not just any gun, but like a spider stun gun. Because uh, apparently if you played the Miles Morales game, she was in Simcaria with Silver Sable. They were doing like a whole piece there. And then I guess those two weeks of training... Those two weeks she spent with Silver Sable, you know, gave Mary Jane the ability to take down expertly trained deadly hunters. And that's kind of what I alluded to earlier about the hunters. It's like, yeah, they were supposed to be 
supposedly challenging. And of course, as he played as if he played as Miles or Peter, they're definitely hard to fight. But Mary Jane, oh no! All you need to do is run up on them. They couldn't hear you. You can run around the map, and they couldn't hear you. No type of stuff needed, right? Unless they saw you, they couldn't hear you. <laughs> you ran up on them, stun them. If they saw you, just run up on them, stun them, shoot them, just web them, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, that was that. I guess her missions were just kind of get take a break from. The, I don't know why they include her missions. To be honest, I don't know. Like you know, yeah, her missions like the first one, I think. The first or second one, I don't know. But the one where you have to go save Doc Connors from the from Craven's um like abandoned zoo or something. That's the one where you see like the uh you get you have to find not even like a cutscene. You don't even get a cutscene for it. But you if you explore around you learn that, you know, Craven hunted down um Vulture, Shocker, and Electro. Scorpions you see on screen that he killed him, which is crazy because um, Scorpion straight up stabbed Craven with his stinger, and that has like some type of fear toxin venom in it. And Craven did not react. Not only did he not react, he had hat held Scorpion one arm off, you know, by his throat off the ground. Used the other hand to pull out the the, the stinger, break it off. And stab him with it. And then keep the stinger as a trophy. And left Scorpion to die. <laughs> Which is crazy. So like. I'm over there thinking like. How did Craven be able to withstand that. And it's obviously. It's obvious to know that he's obviously. Has some type of superhuman abilities about him. But they never really explained that. Like how he got those abilities. They kind of show. Like the most I ever. I think I've seen was that like. He was a. He had found this mysterious plant that was able to give him some type of benefit, but they didn't explain which ones. Because I'm thinking like, oh, you know, maybe he used the plant to create an antidote to the uh, to the venom toxin, and that's what allowed him to like, you know, not fall victim to that. But how does that explain his superhuman strength? Because he was huge, like tall, wise, and buff. But he, he was like super agile as well. And like I said, Scorpion had that giant suit. And Scorpion's like the same size as actually Craven. Uh, but so considering like he's 200 plus pounds, they both are. To hold that man up by his neck with a fully metal suit, he couldn't do nothing about it. Obviously shows that this man got like some strength on like the rhinos level or something. And I believe they don't even allude to Rhino, so we don't know what happened to him. In the Miles Morales game, uh, Tinkerer does stab, does he seem to fatally stab Rhino, but it does not confirm if Rhino died from that. So if he died, then that's crazy to see. But at the same time, if he didn't, I'm surprised they didn't uh, mention him. Because if you think Craven's trying to hunt somebody who, you know, has like animal like tendencies, who's a big challenge, you think Rhino would be at the top of that list, but I guess not. I'm surprised he wanted to hunt down Shocker while people who was just a thief. Um, Craven tried to hunt down. Um, the hunter tried to hunt down Black Cat. So all the thirsty boys out there got a Black Cat appearance. But I am kind of disappointed because it's that mission was weird because that was a Miles Morales mission. He went to go save Black Cat, and not only did they give her like a magic wand to teleport around the game, it was a fun game to play. 
You can tell they use a lot of elements from like the Ratchet and Clank game because uh, Miles is chasing her and she was going through portals and Miles are going through portals of like different parts of the city. So you'd be in one part of the city and then boom, you'll just seamlessly transition to another part. They even she even sent him to Antarctica for Antarctica for a hot minute, which is funny. Um, but yeah, the hunters were chasing her. She had a magic and she got that from like Doctor Strange's house. Or his sanctum centurium, whatever. I don't know how she got in or if she used that to get in. I don't know how she got in there. But, yeah, that's where she was at. And then she got out and started running around the city. And then you get a brief, you know, Spider- Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Black Cat team up. And that's it. She's like, all right, I'm about to go to Paris. And that's and then she leaves. And that's, the, that's all you see of Black Cat. So I kind of sucks and disappointed by that because you only get one mission. And I'm like, dang. You know, maybe that was intentional by Insomniac. They just like, okay, they want to bring her back for a cameo appearance. But not making a focus. And I I didn't want her to be the focus, but I would have thought she would at least have like a mini arc, like a couple missions. Not even maybe even some side missions. I don't know. But that was all you got about Black Cat, you know. Um gonna be in Paris with her supposed girlfriend if she even exists. Um what well, speaking of other side characters, uh there's two other ones I want to talk about. Both ironically enough were purple. That's the Prowler and then Wraith. I'll start off with Prowler first. So Prowler, you know, made his appearance in the Miles Morales game, and he's, you know, Miles Morales' uncle, Uncle Aaron, and he's our, so at the end of the Miles Morales game, he had, went back to jail, but they said for a reduced sentence, so by this game, he's already out living a normal life, and he just pretty much sends Miles to collect different stashes, so he's basically another collect quest, you, you know, complete a mini puzzle, and collect something, and if you collect them all, you get a special ability, which I feel like was unfulfilling because it's the ability you get I barely used. I actually have to remind myself to use it. Um, so it's kind of whack. But hey, you get some ex- uh, what's it called? exposition with Miles and Davis. Or sorry, Uncle Aaron. And that's cool. And at the end of it, you know, Uncle Aaron you know, and his mom made up. And they are, you know, Uncle Aaron moved in closer to... Uh, live right above them actually so hopefully if they get we get some dlc or another Miles morales expansion they um you know feature the prowler uncle aaron more because actually i like the prowler and uh for stories and why he wasn't the prowler in this because he couldn't break parole he's really trying to turn a leaf which is okay i can appreciate but dang at the same time i wouldn't mind seeing prowler more for this next reason and that's wraith so Peter and Wraith have a whole separate side quest, which is a really good one. That ending was a de- definitely a big plot twist. Don't know why I didn't see it coming, but they written it really well. But Wraith is essentially hunting down this mysterious cult called the the Flame or something like that. But um, like these art, it's a cult of arsonists essentially, and this leader calls himself the Flame. Is you know his his motives are mysterious, but he's trying to essentially purge the world or something like that. Um, and he's like a Jesus type follower, you know, making prophecies and, um, everything like that. Um, Wraith, I'm surprised, I mean, there was a mini boss battle with Wraith, but they didn't really, I guess, you know, in the Spider-Man DLC, you don't see, uh, Yuri or AKA Wraith in it, but you see her effect and she's hunting down mafia members. Uh, she's basically no longer a good cop. She's taking, you know, she's quit the force and 
going off the books and becoming like a, a more deadly Batman. And she was killing people in that one, right? She had killed those um those mafia members. And this one, she doesn't kill anybody, but Peter's like, you know, at the end of the DOC, Peter's like, I gotta take you down. You know? Like I'm after you, I gotta take you down. And this one, he's like, oh, none of that. Like, they don't even reference that. Like, it's like almost never existed. And, yeah, she doesn't kill anybody. But, this, you know, she, the most she ever does is kind of li- leave the bad guys for dead. And Peter just saves them. Um, but, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't really capitalize on that and make her more lethal. Because, you know, she's just fighting around, you know. And that was that. I do like that... You could still, even after you beat the game, you could still see her around town and fight beside her. You know, you could, you know, find a random crime being committed. And if you're playing as Miles or Peter, you can uh, jump in to fight and, you know, interact with her a little bit. Same thing with them two. Um, but yeah. At the, I guess that was, that was what I was also alluding to. It was like, oh, I wish, you know, it wasn't just Wraith or either Miles or Peter you could fight alongside with randomly around the city. You could fight with other characters, like maybe Prowlers out, you know, fighting crime or something like that. And, um, you can interact with him as Miles or even Peter, you know. Or Black Cat, if she stuck around and she might be helping. Black Cat, most likely not. She's a selfish type. But, you know, Prowler could have been a good one, right? Maybe even um, Tombstone. Who knows? Uh, maybe that might be pushing it with Tombstone. But yeah, there's a couple characters out there that I'm like feel like could have contributed. You know, like it would have been nice to see out the outside the city, like mainly Prowl and Wraith. Um, but yeah, but yeah, as when you complete that one, though, this storyline was took me for a turn because it was different. It had like its own special cutscenes for real, and you know this guy's all about fire and stuff like right like that right but when you are completing the game you had un- already uh, you had already unlocked the symbiote suit but i think you lost it at, i don't know it was like at this point i think you lost it to venom i'm all over the place y'all i'm, t- I'm getting delirious but yeah point is when you complete that deal that side quest it's revealed that the flame that yuri's been after is actually Cletus Cassidy, aka Carnage, and he references that he steals a piece of the symbiote, a red symbiote. How it got there, no one knows, or how you know how that wasn't referenced in the main storyline. I don't know, but it's a red symbiote, and he basically says that the world will you know end up in carnage and walks off. And of course, you know, he's like, I'm gonna be after him, but it might take months. AKA, you're not gonna see him the rest of this game. So, fingers crossed for a Carnage DLC or standalone. I think they should really do a DLC for him. I doubt, I don't know if he'll be in the third game. I don't want to wait that long to see him in the third game. I think if they do a DLC, they could put a, a full wraps on the symbiote saga storyline. Unless if they choose to choose it, if they choose to continue it in the third one. I won't be mad, of course, but I think the best thing they can do, my recommendation for Insomniac, is to make it, you know, a dedicated DLC to that. That would be nice, you know. Spider-Man's fighting with Wraith and has, you know, brings in Miles and stuff like that as well. Who knows? Um, but yeah, going back to the main story, going back to that mission where, P, uh, M, you know, MJ is, um, you know, finds out that Craven hunted the other villains and kidnaps Dr. Connors. 
Peter and uh, Harry, aka Agent Venom, comes to save the day. Craven walks through Peter, just stabs him almost immediately, and that's when uh, the symbiote goes from Harry to Peter to save his life, and you know, bonds with Peter. And that's when you first get this first taste of the symbiote suit, which is phenomenal. And that's where you get the you know the mean Peter Parker. And that game was, you know, that part was good. Flash, you know, do some missions. Peter's, you know, trying to give Harry the suit back because uh, without the suit, Harry's dying again. But the suit doesn't want to leave Harry. It wants to stick to Peter. And it's further corrupting Peter. Which is weird to see because Harry had the suit for a while, right? And it never made him, like, angry. It never twisted his emotions or anything like that. But then... Oh, I don't know if I can hear that, but my cat's food uh, distributor had just released. But they're chilling now. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I don't know why that was. But, yeah. When it was on Harry, it was perfectly fine. When he was Agent Venom, it was perfectly fine. And I thought, that, like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. You didn't see any type of hint of corruption or anything like that with Harry. But then you see it on Peter, and then, you know, Peter gets progressively, he's trying to hunt down Craven, and he's getting progressively more, he's getting progressively more aggressive and deadly, and it takes over his mind, and the symbiote suit, I guess the black suit becomes the symbiote suit, so you get two different suits out of it, right? And it takes over his mind, you get another NJ mission, when you're after Peter, and you gotta save Peter, he's the, the symbiote, which is annoying of course and you walk through more hunters like there there's a bunch of random henchmen um and then uh, miles comes to try to save peter miles gets kidnapped by craven miles has to go f- gets put in like a, a gladiator pit finally gets to mr negative fights mr negative helps him elite you know of course uh helps you know helps mr negative escape that's when Peter, you know, mean Peter, comes to uh, meet up with Mr. Negative and go save Miles by himself. And then, you know, he's getting more and more corrupt and stuff. And then it ended up turning around to where Peter finally, you know, symbiote Peter finally goes to try to fight Craven, almost kills him. And Miles, of course, stops him from doing that. And we get our. Well expected, well deserved Peter boss fight as Miles, and we you know we beat the brakes off Peter, which is so satisfying to see. Peter finally gets rid of the symbiote suit, and the rest is history. You know they trap the symbiote and are trying to figure out a way to destroy it, and then of course Harry finds out about it and is like, "Bro, I need the suit." And then something happens. I forgot what exactly happens. I think. Because Harry's getting desperate. And he's like I need the suit. Like he's sick and stuff. He has a cane. I think he hits Peter. He tries to hit Peter with the with the cane. And hits. Uh, it breaks. Cracks the uh, symbiote glass. Which is dumb. I mean, If that glass was that fragile. To crack through a, a weak cane blow. Why is it even secured in that thing? But that's beside the point. But yeah. He cracks that canister and it blows up and gets it can rebond with Harry, but this time it's Venom. 
So it has like all the abilities and aggression of Peter during his time bonded and it bonds it rebonds with Harry. And that's when he turns into Venom. And this is when we get the coolest mission in the entire game, y'all. I know that look, this podcast is long, but I'm just really, really talking. Look, I'm not, I'm almost done, I promise. 15 minutes. We're gonna hit an hour, y'all. But yes, we get the coolest mission in the game where we finally play as Venom. And man, when I tell you that is the craziest mission I've to, to this day. You play as Peter, you play as Miles, even as symbiote Peter. You you you're aggressive, you beating people's butts, but you ain't killing nobody. You ain't you ain't do nothing like that. He just still threatening folks. Peter still has his humanity inside of him at this point. But when you go full blown Venom as Harry, you an Oscorp, and you about to break out of Oscorp, and you start you are literally snapping backs. You are literally. Fighting off heads, you are killing everybody in that building as Venom. It's it's crazy. It was fun to play, but it was crazy to watch. Like there's, you know, Spider Man. Everyone has finishing moves in the game. One of Venom's finishing moves was literally throwing guy in the air, taking him, you know, grabbing him with two arms and just snapping him like a twig. You see the back. You can even feel it in the vibration of the the remote of the controller. Of like the back snapping, I'm that was the craziest one. I'm like, oh my god, he really did it. Like you can, when he's just beating people up, you can kind of rationalize, oh maybe they're just being knocked out. But like, nah, that back snap is fatal. There's another finisher where Venom makes like his hand into a big spike and pounds somebody with it, smashes somebody with it. So like, yeah, they're dead. He's throwing people off buildings and they're not being webbed to the walls like Spider Man or Miles. They're just falling to their doom. He's destroying, you know, the hunters find out about him. Comes, you know, hunters come to hunt Venom. Of course, Venom walks through everybody. And then we get our second Craven boss battle. And you whoop Craven around. And finally, Craven finally gets his wish and finally dies. But in still a gruesome way, Venom bites his head clean off, bloody everywhere. Also, we are we are Venom type stuff. It was insane. It was like I was almost watching a movie at that, right? That was crazy. And then we get, I guess, our third. Like, I guess there's like four, four acts maybe, three or four acts. But this is our final act. And that's like the symbiote, like the web of shadows almost. Where Venom takes over the entire city. It's He creates little mini symbiote goons all throughout town. Creating havoc. The whole city is covered in black goo and stuff. All because of the meter. So they're introducing more of the um, symbiote elements. Where you know he came from space. A specific planet. And the planet has like the symbiote symbols. Like that swirl. I don't know too much about it. But I know it has to do with like Null and all that. They don't reference Null. But they do reference like the symbiote planet. And stuff throughout that. Through that meteor. Why does meteor have so much power? I don't know. But yeah. Um, It was cool to see. Uh, It was our. It turned into our MacGuffin. Or uh, the object that that needed to be destroyed in order to stop the symbiotes and all that, right? So, just another plot device. Um, but yeah, so that's when you know Peter's finally normalish. They're going after Harry as Venom. Venom kid like meets up with MJ. Peter comes to save her. He turns her into Scream. I'm like, oh lord, we are getting more symbiotes. So you have an MJ slash Scream boss battle. And it was a really fun one too. 
you know, of course, Peter has to beat the brakes off of her and save her and all that. Um, and then, of course, we, you know, they finally are at the point, um, they're trying to go to City Hall or something like that. And I, I don't know if I'm back, if I mixed that part up with this other part, but basically, yeah, we meet up with Mr. Negative one more time because Peter still has a little bit of the symbiote in him. And while they're trying to fight the symbiotes, Peter's being taken over by the symbiote and Mr. Negative saves the day, it gives him all his power, and then turns Peter's into anti-venom. Gives him an anti. So we got anti-venom, we got agent venom, we got web of shadows storyline, we got scream, we got planet venom. We got a whole bunch of storylines all in one. And it was well thought out. It was so perfect. I loved it. Didn't feel forced. A lot of it was just nods and stuff to other storylines. And I could tell they really, really uh, expanded on their Spider-Man library with all these characters and stuff. Um, I'm glad they didn't include any Eddie Brock or anything like that because Eddie Brock didn't need to be in this game. So uh, we, we don't need Eddie Brock for Agent Venom essentially, but... It's good to see Agent Venom in there. It's good to see Scream. Good to see the planet, the symbiote planet references. And, of course, you know, um, Tony Todd, who plays the voice of Venom, does a phenomenal job. Kept his lines short and sweet, but yet so, so impactful. And then we get to our second craziest part of the game, which is at the end. which And the game ended the way it started, which is with the bang. We get our insane Venom boss battle. And it's like... It's like five boss battles in one, it felt like. Because you, you start off with Peter. You start off with freaking Mary Jane, actually. You start, of course, you get your final Mary Jane level. And, of course, he's running through symbiotes like they nothing. We shoot symbiotes, disintegrating them. She steals the, the meteor, the rock. And then she gets out of there. And then um, Peter distracts Eddie slash Venom. I'm sorry, Eddie. Harry slash Venom. To a different part of the city. And starts fighting him. Even as uh, anti-venom doesn't work. <laughs> but that anti-venom ain't enough for venom though. Uh, it's a good boss battle. But yeah. He actually develops wings. Venom grows wings. Beats down Peter. And takes him to where. Uh, the center of the city. Where the device is going to get. Dest- the the meteor is going to get destroyed at. At that foundation. And then we get our Miles boss battle with uh, as Miles. And let me just start off with this: Miles gets a randomly new suit. Like Peter had a couple new suits. He had the black suit, the symbiote suit. As far as canonically speaking, you know, the black suit, the symbiote suit, and then the anti venom suit. Miles didn't get any really new suits in this game, so he comes out of nowhere with this new trash suit. And it had like his hair out, of course, because you know he has like a new hairstyle in his shows. And it's 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 not the best suit, y'all. Insomniac, if y'all listening to this, I know it's been a long one episode, but take this from me. Change that suit for the next project you have Miles in, because I don't need to see that. No one wants no one wants that suit. Trust me, that could be a cool unlockable. You know, I could play that on my own, but don't make it a canon suit. That was trash. But yeah, going back to the boss battle though, it was fun. Um, now we. Fighting against Venom while he's in the air and on the ground as Miles. And Miles' moveset was... While Peter... It was fun to play as symbiote Peter. Like, because that's one of his abilities now. He could turn into, like, either Venom or, I guess, the symbiote or anti-Venom suit. And goes full-blown symbiote surge. And starts, like, one-shot and two-shot enemies. 
that's fun to play. But as far as like normally, uh, the Miles gameplay felt a little bit more fluid because uh, while he does have the same gadgets as Peter, his um, Venom abilities kind of stream like they kind of balance out a little bit more in my opinion. In my opinion, and I feel like you get them quicker too. I don't know. That's just me. But yeah, I like playing as Miles more than Peter outside of the Symbiote Charge, of course. But yeah, um, yeah, beating the brakes off Venom and all that. And now it's like back and forth. I think we were going back to Peter. I don't know. But it was like a whole deal. We start playing as both of them. And yeah. Long story short, we end up saving the day, of course. The, uh, the heroes win. They destroy the meteor. They destroy Venom. Um, Miles saves Harry's life and shocks his heart back to life. And... The game essentially ends from there. Um, the not really, a, not really a cliffhanger, but you know, like I said, they allude to a third game because at the end, um, Harry's bedridden again, and um, Norman Osborn, who's and who's just trying to, you know, shout out for loving his son, but he's still trying to save Harry, and talks about um, finding another cure, which is the G serum. Obviously, that alludes to the goblin, the goblin serum. So, we're definitely gonna get some a green goblin in the next game. I don't know if it's gonna be Harry or Norman in this one. I don't know, um, but yeah, we're definitely gonna get a goblin um, as probably our main battle boss. But we're also gonna see the return, most likely gonna see the return of Doctor Octopus because at the end of the game, Norman goes to the raft to go visit Doc Ock, and it's like, hey, you know who Spider Man is, right? Yeah, he moved, they ruined my son. And then Doc Ock is like, well, you deserve it. <laughs> and I'm writing the final chapter right now. So I don't know what they're planning. If it's going to be like a Doc Ock Goblin team up. Or if it's going to be a... Um, I don't know what's going to be. I don't know what to expect. Um, but I am looking forward to it. Because uh, we are definitely going to get a third game. I don't know when we'll get it. Probably another five years. Hopefully not. Because I do not want to be in my 30s playing this game. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, but, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. As far as what I'm looking forward to for the next game, though. Definitely want to see the return of some uh, other villains. Like, I want to see the return of Fisk. You know, he was put away early in the first game. But he also kind of made a brief comeback in this in the Miles Morales game as he was trying to take over Harlem and stuff. And then, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, you know, Fist is going to become Miles' main villain now, you know, or like one of Miles' villains where he's trying to take over Harlem and stuff. He stop him, which he does. But, you know, Fisk is like, this ain't the end of it, right? You know. So hopefully we see the return of that. You know, maybe a lot of the big bads because there's still plenty of big bads in the, in the Spider-Man catalog. That we could definitely use. Like we could see the return of um, Rhino, possibly. Definitely see the return of Fisk. Tombstone has went straight. Mysterio pretty much went straight. Um, Scorpion. So the Sinister Sticks is mostly dead. Mr. Negative doesn't have powers anymore. So yeah, I'm really curious. I mean, we could definitely see the return of some some allies as well, like Silver Sable, which would be nice. We might even see Black Cat. The Prowler, I think, should definitely make a comeback. Um, there might be other characters as well. They alluded to Cindy Moon at, at the end of the game. That was the cameo character. Had to look her up, but Cindy Moon plays Silk, so I don't know how they include her if they will at all. Um, but yeah, I'm really curious to see what they'll do for the next movie, um, the next game. 
And keep on, we also supposed, still supposed to have that Wolverine game come out too, but who knows when that'll come out. We haven't ever heard anything since that teaser trailer that released, what, two years ago? So yeah, we'll see with that. But yeah, y'all, this has been a very, 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 very long-winded episode. Um, I don't know when I'm going to release this. Probably either tomorrow or Friday for you all, or by the time you're listening to it. But yeah. If you made it this far, thank you very much. Very much. This is, like I said, this is the first review. And I know it was long-winded, but if you didn't already decide, if you, as I told you earlier in the game, earlier in the uh, episode, cop the game as soon as you can. Definitely worth the money. I can't wait for the new game plus mode and the DLC and all that. But yeah, with that being said, follow me on all, all social medias, y'all. Mr. Underscore Awesome TV on Instagram and Threads. Mr. Awesome824 on Twitter slash X. Break this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And as always, have an awesome day. <laughs>